This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Verse 17, he says, Not that I seek the gift that is your giving, not that I seek your gift. I'm not showing this for you to give me the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. That's insane. He says, Paul says, Listen, I have no need. I have no need. But it's almost like God has created a need so that you can be blessed. How crazy is that? God has created a need for me so that you can have credit. Credit for what? For you to have more money. No credit so that when you stand before God in heaven, you have people that you've never met that say, Thank you so much for supporting the Apostle Paul because I got to hear the gospel. Who are you? I don't know you. Yeah, you don't know me, but, but you need to know you supported the Apostle Paul. And because of that, I, I, was, I was a God in Caesar's household and I heard the gospel and I put my faith in Jesus. How crazy is that, huh? He says, listen, it's like God created a need for me, not that I'm in need, but He created a need so that you can have credit in heaven in God's account. That is so crazy. He says, you're investing into the kingdom of God and your investment is going into lives being transformed to your credit. Wow. So next time that offering basket comes around, that verse needs to make perfect sense to you. God loves a cheerful giver. You're like, man, this is going to transforming lives. This is going to people hearing the good news of Jesus. This is going to someone who was stuck in sin like me and they're going to find freedom the way I found freedom in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Keep the, keep the church doors open and thank you that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Let me list Jesus said this much better than I did. In Luke chapter 16, he shares a parable of a really bad story, but with a very good point. Jesus is the only one who's able to do stuff like this. It's crazy. I wonder why. Maybe it's because he's God, right? He talks about a rich man who had a very corrupt manager. And this, this corrupt manager was uh, swindling all the cash, man. He was a lazy guy. He was, you know, eating up all the money. And so it says in uh, Luke 16, um, the, the manager told the, the, the sorry, the, the rich man told the manager, Dude, you can no longer work for me. Turn in all the accounts. You're fired. Turn in all the accounts. You're done. Look at verse 3 in Luke chapter 16. The manager said to himself, What shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. He's like, Dude, I am going to die. There's nothing that I can do. I'm not strong enough to work, labor, and I'm too ashamed to go and beg. So this is what he does. He goes to all the guys that owe his master money. I'm paraphrasing over here. He says, hey, how much do you owe? $10,000? Quick, write $5,000. How much do you owe? $50,000? Quick, write $25,000. And he begins to reduce all of these guys' debts. The master finds out about this. And you'd imagine a really good kicking in the you-know-what. But instead, the master, it says in Luke chapter 16, verse 8, the master commended the dishonest manager commended, applauds, compliments, cheers him. What? The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. And then Jesus says, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. He's saying this guy was extremely shrewd in using the little time he had and the authority that he had to his advantage. And then the application comes to you and me, Jesus says in verse 9, and I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth. So that when it fails, not if it fails, when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. What he's saying is, listen, money, don't depend on it. What you need, don't go chasing after money, but use money for the kingdom of God. Use money to buy coffee, tell people about Jesus, buy them a meal, tell them your testimony. Spend money into fixing 
families around you that are falling apart. Spend money because you know what? When you stand before God, you don't want it to be a, oh, hey, he's over here. Joel's over here. Great. Yeah, hey, welcome, you know. No, you want to stand there with millions of people that you've been able to influence for the kingdom of God. People that you've never met before. You know, as I was thinking about this, I was like, man, I wish I could go back to when I started working and start investing in the kingdom of God more. And immediately God convicted me and said, it's not too late to start. So we're going to spot the offering baskets around again. And those of you at home, click online. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. After saying all of this, you might ask yourself, Pastor, you completely missed the point. You said when in need, it's Jesus who gets you through. You didn't talk anything about that. Instead, you spoke about giving to the kingdom of God. How is that going to help me in my need? It's because of this. Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. If you're running after money, you will die. You will not get any. But you seek first the kingdom of God. You invest in the kingdom of God. And I'm here to tell you, as a standing billboard of this truth, God will take care of your needs. He will protect your family. He will protect your health. And He will take care of you. Man, we started this church by me not getting a penny. In fact, I couldn't. We couldn't even afford it. And, and, and we had a newborn baby. And there was one day when... I'm from India. I love rice. And... Uh, and my wife came to me, it's kind of like Mary going to Jesus. She came to me and said, we're out of rice. There's no more rice. I said, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, take some sand and turn it into rice? Like, are you telling me there's no more rice because you want me to go get rice? Or she's like, no, we don't have any money. We're out. There's no rice. There's no money. And we have people coming for dinner that night. And something that God told me when I got into ministry, when I was very young, he said, never ask for money is that as soon as you ask for money, you're trusting man, you're not trusting me, you get on your knees, like George Mueller, you ever read his story? You get on your knees, and you ask God, you ask me, I will provide. And God's always provided for us. And I had a meeting that afternoon, I was meeting with a guy for coffee, and he said he'd come over and pick me up. And so he came and he picked me up, and we're driving to a coffee shop, and he says, hey, uh, where do you buy your rice from? I said, why? I said, I go to the Indian store, I buy rice. I said, what's the biggest bag you can get over there? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. He says, where can I go get the biggest bag of rice? I said, I said, why? He says, no, as I was driving over here, God was just like, I need to buy you rice, as much rice as I can buy. And I said, fantastic. I didn't tell him anything, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell him anything. I said, okay. Um, and I, you know, I'll call my wife. I said, hey, where can you get rice? And, and, uh, and fair enough, that afternoon, he and his whole family came with a big bag of rice. And that afternoon, I told him, I said, this is what happened this morning. Where, you know, we said, we don't, I have rice. And recently, I just preached a few weeks ago. And the reason why I say this so confidently is because I watched God do this. I never tell people my needs. I tell Him instead. I tell Him instead. And then I give it into His hands and I focus on what God has for us. I focus on this. I focus on God, your word, your people. I know I have a lot of needs. I fail. I struggle. My mind goes all over the place. But God, I want to hold your kingdom first. I want your children to embrace your kingdom. What can we do? In the 52 weeks of this last, of this year, Every single week, like I said, the gospel has gone out. In the 52 weeks, and this is not a prideful thing, there have been five weeks where other people preached over here. And every other week, I've been preaching over here. It's crazy. And every single week, God gives me a message. While dealing with the five kids, while taking care of marriage, while taking care of our finances, while taking care of all the other crazy things that were going on in the world. Isn't God faithful? Yes. Listen, if He did it for me, He will do it for you. Your job was to seek first the kingdom of God. And I want you to know, please listen to me. Bring this to a close.
You will walk through hard times in 2021 and 2022 and 2023 and until the Lord returns or you see him. You will walk through troubles. It's not man who bails you out. It's God. You will go through lonely times. It's not people around you that will keep you company. It's Jesus Christ. In fact, the Holy Spirit is called the comforter. Let him comfort you. And how are you going to surround yourself with people? Surround yourself with people with the gospel. Nothing else. And there will be needs that we will go through. There will be needs. And thank God for the needs. You know what? We wouldn't have seen a miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 if there wasn't a need for hunger. Thank God for your needs. Don't be frightened of having a need. Because when there's a need, you have an opportunity to see the miraculous God turn your five loaves and two fish to feed 5,000 people. And he's a God of leftovers too. Don't forget that. Twelve baskets, baby. And so, once again, it was kind of you to partner with this church. It was kind of you to call this church your home. For the gospel to go out. And I believe it was sweet smelling aroma and a sacrifice to God. And as you've given to the ministry, as you've given to the kingdom of God, I know that it costed you something. And I hope that in this coming year it will cost you more. And that you would do it out of joy knowing that your God will take care of all your needs according to His riches and glories in Christ Jesus. Would you please stand? We've got two more verses. And I want to read these verses in closing as a benediction for us. Paul says... In verse 20, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then in verse 23, he says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And Father, I come under the words of the apostle that was inspired by the Holy Ghost. And I say yes and amen to that. To you, my King, be glory forever and ever. And God, let your glory be revealed in this, in this jars of clay now. In every person, in every room, in every home, in every church that's standing in your presence now. Let your glory, my Father, be revealed over here. Let's not look back at what the apostles said, but let us be apostles walking in this world. That's relying on you saying, I got what it takes. My king who made me knows exactly what I had to walk through. He knew my failures. He knew my successes. He knew my, 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 my idiot tendencies. And yet he calls me, chooses me, infuses me, and calls me to, make, to be his own to show the glory of the Father here in the dying world. And Father, let's not walk in our arrogance, but let's walk in grace. Let's not walk in religiosity, in a false humility, but let's walk with power and in spirit and in truth. Give us the guts to lay, hand on, lay hands on people and pray for them. Give us the guts to open our mouth and to share the gospel. Father, I pray for a revival like never before. I pray, God, that every single thing we do will be for the glory of you, my King, here on this earth. As this year comes to an end, let's not, let's not grow weary, but let's, let, let's, let's get our fight back on. Let's fight the enemy as, as every, in every way that we can and not let the enemy get a foothold in 2020 as it comes to an end and let's claim 2021 in the name of Jesus we claim this year in the name of Jesus Lord we pray that 2021 will be a year of, of multiple people being saved of revivals breaking out of your kingdom coming of your will be done here on this earth as it is in heaven I pray God that you would raise up saints that you would raise up the young and the old that you would pour out your spirit on all flesh like never before I pray for a hunger in your children O oh Lord a hunger to stay in your presence a hunger to, to forsake food, to forsake everything else and just to hear the rhythm of heaven so we can walk in it. You, My King, I pray for this church that the living church will not be a lying church but we will truly be a living church alive and active that we be salt 
in a world that's lost its flavor, that we'll be light in a dark world, that we'll be hope in a hopeless world, that we truly will be the billboard of the grace of God. Father, I pray for your saints over here that are standing who have needs. They have needs. They have needs. They have needs. They stand in the checkout aisle not knowing if the card is going to go through. My King, give them the faith and the courage to continue to invest in changed lives. Whether it's in this church or not, but invest in the kingdom of God. Thank you that the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I pray that that will be real in every family, in every home, in every wallet. Let it be real, Lord. Father, convict us of our checkbook. Convict us of where we spend our money. Convict us, O oh Lord. Convict us, O oh Lord. This is your gift that you've given us to be given away as a sweet-smelling aroma and a sacrifice to you. Help us to live that way, knowing that you, my King, will take care of all our needs according to your riches and glories in Christ Jesus. And you, my King, you are not broke. You are not bankrupt. You are rich in mercy. And I pray for those that have been faithfully, 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 faithfully serving your kingdom. I pray for your multiple blessings over them, O oh Lord. Multiply their blessings over them. As we come to an end, on this last Sunday in this year, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for giving us health and strength and life and anointing and calling and freedom. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. And I pray, O oh Lord, that we will be faithful with every opportunity you give us to serve you in every way we can. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the sweet, 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 comforting presence of the Holy Spirit rest in you, abide in you, empower you, direct you and guide you in every way as we enter into this new year. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. God bless you guys. And as you enter into this new year, walk in confidence. Walk in power. You got what it takes. Amen? Amen. 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 Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.